In today's show, it's time to look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball players to add, players to keep an eye on, players that maybe you can drop. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Just a quick um, shout out. I just did a quick little video over on the Locked On NBA channel with Locked On Blazers Mike Richmond talking about Neil O'Shea, but also the Damian Lillard injury. So uh, you can go check that out there and see our little discussion on that. That would be great. Let's talk waiver wire. We're going to be talking players to maybe add, players to maybe drop, players to maybe watch, a whole bunch of stuff here. So let's, uh, let's crack in right away and let's look at the most added players. And at the top of the list is the big stiffy Bones Highland. Now, you know that I've been talking about Highland for a while saying he's exactly what the Nuggets need. And then he was out of the rotation to begin the season. And then he clawed it over Austin Rivers. And then he took Farku's role. And now he's getting 20 minutes a night. Now, I don't know whether Michael Malone will have the bones to replace Monty Morris. I'm not sure that he will. But 22 and 21 minutes in the last two games, not blowouts for bones. Double-digit scoring. 23% usage, so not significantly high. 12-3-4, and 15-6-4. and four. Those numbers alone are worth having. Now, the two prior games, he combined for eight points, which is not obviously ideal. But in any 14-team league, I'd be adding bones. And if you do have that roster spot available in a 12-team, I think the way the trajectory is going, the way that you can see the guy's talent on the court, and we can see the absolute need they have of what he does, yeah, bones is a really good stash. If Will Barton gets injured, holy shit, it's over. My bones is going to be putting up top 100 numbers. He's doing really well in assists. He's getting good steals. He's shooting well. He's scoring well. He's got good um, usage. Really, really interesting player and rightfully been added in a lot of leagues. Jay Crowder is not a must roster guy, but he's been added in a lot of spots. That's for streaming purposes. Nasir Little is a very interesting one. With the Damian Lillard injury at the time of me recording this, I don't know who they're going to start. Will they put Simons in at point guard or will they shift CJ to point guard, put Norm Powell at the two and start Nasir Little? Regardless, they're going to have to play Little a lot more with Lillard out. We don't know how long Lillard's out. It literally might be one game. But I would be interested in 14 team leagues and even 12 of taking that flyer on Little, who is playing at a better better level. He's probably outplaying Larry Nance. And to be honest, at times he's outplaying Bob Covington as well. So there is an opportunity for Little to get playing time, even if Lillard doesn't miss. Lou Dort's upping his game. He's scoring pretty well at the moment. He can have some issues with efficiency, but when he's rolling, he is fine. And then you can move on later on. Frank Kaminsky, good ad while Aiton is out. Devin Vassell should be rostered in every 12-team league. Whether he takes minutes away from Derek White or Doug McDermott or whoever, it doesn't really matter. To me, he's established himself as clearly the best wing on that bench ahead of Lonnie Walker and Bryn Forbes. And now it's just about taking those minutes away from the uh, some of the starters. And, it, and it's happening already. Eric Bledsoe, the Clippers have a great schedule this week. Um, he's playing at a really high level. 
I think he needs to be on a 12-team league roster. While Pat Connaughton, to me, it's just a short-term thing until Middleton returns and then Divincenzo is going to return. And he's going to go back and play 20 minutes a night rather than the 30 that he's currently playing. But he has been added in a lot of spots and he can be streamed in those cases rather than um, he's not a guy that you just have and hold on to under all circumstances. Uh, not, not even close to that sort of a player. But he is worth mentioning um, at this point. Let's look at guys who you maybe can drop. Again, when we look at this, these aren't guys that just automatically go out and drop. You've got to have um, some nuance about that. You've got to have some um, you got to have some thoughts about where where that player sits in in your roster and where your lineup uh, or how your lineup looks. So you got to you consider all those factors when deciding whether you're moving on from these players. So someone like a Drew Eubanks, I don't know if Jakob Pertl will be back for the Spurs next week, but they play just two games. All right, so Pertl probably returns on the Friday game at least. And Eubanks, you know, opening up a roster spot is super important for a team that plays two games whose role is going to be minimized. So he can go. And I think you can say the same about Thad Young. Now, I'm less confident about that one, and I wouldn't be as quick to drop Thad Young because he could remain in a rotation role. But we did see before the Pertl COVID diagnosis that Young wasn't even playing. So he's an option there. Hassan Whiteside, I love him as a streamer, but he's rostered in like 90% of advanced leagues. It's too many. He's great on the days the Jazz play where you can stream him in, but he should not be on that many rosters. Chris Boucher is also rostered in far too many leagues. We saw that one explosion game with Birch and Siakam out, and then the next game, Birch and Siakam returned. Achua went out, and he did nothing. Like To me, like if you're ho- hoping him, or holding him hoping for two injuries, it's just a, an absolute burn of a spot. Like You don't need that uh, to be held onto. Oubre is going to have big games. He's also going to have stinkers. So I don't think we need to look at him as a must-roster player. He's a streamer. The three-point guys, Joe Harrison, Duncan Robinson, um, even Timmy Hardaway. Again, these are not players that you have to go and drop, but they're guys that don't... Look, what's their upside? It's If everything gets hot and rolling, they're the 130th best player. That sort of guy, like when we're talking, you know, what's the rest of season value or yeah, how I hold on to them, they've got great numbers. If you're in a weekly changes league, they probably sit on your bench most weeks. In a daily changes league, you're streaming that spot and getting six games versus the four games you have from holding them is more valuable. Is there any upside for them becoming top 100, top 80 guys? Probably not. Like, I don't really see how that happens. So therefore, if they're sitting at the back end of your bench, well, it might seem disingenuous to drop Tim Hardaway, who might score 17 points and play 32 minutes. The value you can get by using that spot in different ways, I think exceeds the opportunity cost of holding onto those players. And Kyle Anderson, we're just not seeing that sort of role we got for him last year. The minutes are down. He can be productive for sure, but the upside really isn't there. It probably would take a couple of injuries for him to go back to being uh, close to a top 100 player, which at this point, he just isn't, uh, he's just nowhere near uh, getting to that level. I'm going to tell you about something that I know you're going to love, and it is Prize Picks. It is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is the best NBA DFS prop operator out there. It's not just the superstars they have; they have the bench guys just getting a handful of minutes as well. So what you do, you have the the over unders for their props, their points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and you create an, an entry. Four to five players. You pick their individual over-under prediction, and it's just you versus that projected number. And put them all together, you can win up to 10 times your entry in that one. And it doesn't just have to be from one sport. You can do multi-sport entries. So combining a points production in NBA with touchdowns in the NFL. 
for all of your individual players. Go and sign up, use our promo code NBA, and you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. The app is easy to use, entries are fast, and the withdrawals are super safe and easy. So go to pricepicks.com, use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. You'll know this problem. You watch your live sports on one device. You've got your other on-demand shows you watch somewhere else. You watch your highlights on your phone. And then you've got to go get your mate's login to watch the other good stuff. It's just too many things. There's too much confusion. There's too much clutter. So I want to tell you about a way to eliminate that confusion and eliminate that clutter and finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. The next package of things we're going to talk about is must roster players. These are guys, either it's on Yahoo or on ESPN, whose roster percentage sits below 70%. I fail to believe at this time in the season, there are 30% um, percent of leagues that are inactive. At some point, that will become the case. But at this point, I fail to believe that. And I know that because people will still ask me questions about these players. Yes, these players are all must roster top 100 guys. Ricky Rubio. Yes, Colin Sexton will come back and have an impact on that, but I don't know when that'll be. And even when he comes back, Sexton was putting up, uh, Rubio was putting up numbers before Sexton got hurt. He needs to be rostered in every single league, the uh, league, the ravishing one. Tyrese Maxey. Now, I also think Tyrese Maxey is a massive sell high because his string of massive games have come without Joel Embiid and he's been getting great usage, but he's shooting immaculately. His minutes are through the roof. And the worry I had with Maxi, and look, I, I was wrong with this for sure, because I said, I think he might be tending towards a drop. I also said um, that in terms of him being a drop, I'd feel less confident with it, and I wouldn't be just rushing to do it. It'd need to be for a good player. But I didn't expect him to play 39 minutes a night, and I also didn't expect that to coincide with Embiid going down and for him to put up those numbers. Now, I do think it is going to drop off. I thought the Doc would you know, give Shake Milton that opportunity to take those minutes. And you know, Shake has obviously gone back to a much smaller role. Maxi needs to be on a roster. I don't know what the hell happens with Ben Simmons. Yeah, things have seemingly soured again in the Simmons relationship. But Maxi's a good enough starting point guard that they're rolling with him. He needs to be rostered. It will drop, but he needs to be rostered. Um, Josh Giddy, I know the scoring and the field goal percentage can be rough, but rebounds, assists, and steals. Like He provides that in enough value. The minutes are solid. I think he's going to get better as the season goes on. He's a must-roster guy. So is Jordan Poole, who's not quite rostered in enough leagues yet. And same as Marcus Smart, who's at like 68% on ESPN. Like, I know the shooting's rough, but you know that as well, if you have him. He is a guy that's not losing minutes. He's going to get assists, rebounds, steals. He'll block some shots. He'll hit some threes. He needs to be on a roster. Reggie Jackson, similarly. I know it was rough to deal with the shooting early in the season, but... The volume and the minutes aren't changing, so he needs to be rostered. So does Larry Markinen, who will be back from COVID soon, and the absence of Sexton hurts him. He's available in 60% of ESPN leagues. He needs to be grabbed. Farton Will Barton, I don't know how this is possible. Barton is a must-roster player across every single league, as is Jalen Brunson. Yes, coming off the bench, but 30 minutes a night is fine. He doesn't do a huge amount, Brunson, outside of points and some assists, but there's still value there. And Nick Batum's the opposite. He doesn't really do anything in points, but he helps you in multiple different areas. And I don't know when Marcus Morris is returning. That will have an impact, but Batum probably will start for at least the short term while Morris comes back, and whether they decide to change that later on remains to be seen. 
Let's look at some upside grab names. Chemezi Metu, I talked about this last week, saying I think he's going to get an opportunity to start. He did start, and he put up good numbers. If I'm in a 14-team league, to me, he's an ad, and I would consider it in a 12, because he's not Mo Harkless. He's a guy that probably should play more minutes than Mo Harkless when Mo Harkless started. Harkless is going to be out of the rotation now. Anyway, yeah, Metu can put up 12 and 6, block 1.2, 1.3 shots. Maybe he can hit some threes. He's an interesting ad. Kobe White with um, Patrick Williams out for the season, and now... Nikola Vucevic sideline for you know ten days. Is Vucevic? Is Vucevic? White has an opportunity to step up into a large-ish role. 24, 25 minutes off the bench. I don't think he's going to be able to push thirty, but Caruso's minutes are coming down. White could easily push into that 28, 29 minute role that Caruso had. Keep an eye on him. Don't laugh at this, but you know someone told me the other day Killian Hayes is the worst player in the NBA, and that is obviously a ridiculous statement. And it means you haven't been watching what's happening. Killian Hayes has basically played 40 NBA games at this point. So half a rookie season. And the last week to 10 days, I think he's been really good. Now, his shooting is still atrocious and his scoring is bad. But he gets assists in high volume. Well, good volume. He gets steals in high volume. He rebounds the ball well for a guard. And he's fitting in pretty well next to Cade Cunningham. To me, he's a clear 14-team league ad. And given the fact that Dwayne Casey, your mate, is finally pushing the minutes up, he's moving into 12-team discussions. We can you go on and on and on about guys. Hey, if this guy gets assists and steals, then he's worth a 12-team spot. Killian Hayes does that. If he plays 30 minutes and I get six assists and two steals, that's worth a 12-team league roster spot. I'm not saying I have extreme confidence in Killian Hayes becoming awesome, but he's starting to show a lot more. Isaiah Hardenstein... I honestly think he's outplaying Ivica Zubats. Now, I don't think that Ty Lue is going to make that change, but he is making it so that Serge Ibaka is staying in the G League to recover. Hartenstein might be a better player than Ibaka at this point. Maybe that's hyperbole, but he's playing well. That's more of a deeper league upside grab. Taylor Horton Tucker is an interesting 12-team league ad. He's starting the Lakers game today. Yes, there is no LeBron and no Trevor Ariza. And when those two guys do come back eventually, they will probably push Horton Tucker to the bench. But he does have an ability when players are out and when he has a role like this to put up numbers. So he's a worthwhile short-term ad. Nas Reed, it's hard to judge the McDaniels, Vanderbilt, Reed, power forward bullshit that goes on in Minnesota. If Reed plays 23 a night, he will be a 12-team league option. I don't think he's going to get there on a regular basis, but he's at least an upside sort of guy. And then I already talked about Nasir Little, but he is an option, especially if Lillard is out multiple games and they do decide to start in that direction. Some other names that I think are worth mentioning. Keelan Martin has taken Jeremy Lamb's bench role in Indiana. He scored pretty well, and that's a deeper league one to look at. Now, he still will be competing against TJ McConnell for those bench minutes, but Martin has played well and scored well. Just deeper leagues need to keep an eye on him. DeAndre Hunter's dealing with a bung wrist. If he has to miss extended time, Kevin Herter will be the 12-team league ad there. And then another one to watch, more for 14-teamers, but Herb Jones. He's flashed assists in some games. Some games he's flashed some scoring. He's got a role there. I don't know why they're not starting him instead of Josh Hart, but, well, Hart's there, whatever. But Jones still plays 25-27 and putting up okay numbers. Just some other names to watch there in terms of waiver wire guys. Before I go, I've got to tell you that Thanksgiving is coming up. You know that already. And you know what Thanksgiving is about. It's about family, but it's about food as well and delicious food, but food that's often high calorie, especially your desserts. So instead of that calorie-laden slice of pie, why don't you introduce Built Bars to your family Thanksgiving dinner? 
Built Bar can be the new holiday tradition as a healthy dessert. Instead of 300 plus calories for a slice of pie, they're just 130 calories. They're low carb, they're low fat, they're low sugar, and they are high in protein. So covered in 100% real chocolate, it's a great option for when you're hungry and when you're looking for something that's not going to smash out your, ba- uh, your belt buckle. So go to built.com. You can check all the great flavors they got. They're going to be introducing new flavors as well. And believe me, they are absolutely delicious. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com and you can save 15% on your order of Built Bar. So go to built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15 and get yourself the delicious dessert alternative that is Built Bar. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Hit the notification bell. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.